Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today on Sloppy Seconds, um, a couple things. One, we talk about some Twitter drama with the dolls. Meatball's going to walk us through that. Some of the dolls are dying. <laughs> oh, not dying. Fuck off. And uh, we also have an amazing special guest, uh, uh, someone who called in, and we were so intrigued by the phone call, we decided to have a discussion. Listen, could be you. you got to memorize our phone number. Which Could is 235351 our number is 213 536 9180. That was a horny one. Our Did email is sloppy seconds. 80? I said 80, but maybe yeah. I put a little stank on it. <laughs> Our email is sloppy seconds at gmail.com. Now on with the show. Hi, you slaps, you stupid little fucks, you next little fucks, you dirty little fucks, you stupid little fucks, you next little fucks, you dirty little fucks. It's me, Big Dipper, and that's Meatball. Welcome to Sloppy Seconds, Big Dipper, and Meatball with Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. That's Big Dipper, and I'm Meatball. Hello. Hello. Do you love that intro? No, it wasn't my best work, but it's also, here's a little peek behind the curtain. We're doing this backwards. So I. (laughs) They don't need to know. Okay, but close the curtain. I wish you would. I wish you would. I wish you would. What's going on on Twitter? Gia Gun. <laughs> I woke up in a silly, goofy mood, and Gia Gun uh. is has tested positive for COVID this morning. She tweeted about it. So she this tweeted, is not meatball just no. spilling her. I mean, we knew it was coming, but I it's shocking that it happened this late in the game. Now. She is testing positive. For, she has tested positive for COVID. And then she did tweet something along the lines of, I think it's very rude when people ask about your if you've been vaccinated. It seems like a personal question to me, to which everyone's responses and mine are like, no, it's not personal. Like, I guess technically, yes, it is personal. But we are a year and a half into this thing. Over a year and a half. We're like clo- we're coming up on two years on this little bitch. and. It, it 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 you should you, if you have a platform like fucking Gia Gun you should be telling people to go get vaccinated you this shouldn't is, be saying this is a personal decision this is Gia's tweet says asking someone if they're vaccinated or not I feel is very personal what's your opinion Meatball responded so you're not 
400 likes and counting, baby. It's only 10 a.m. Now, are you um, enjoying your moment on Twitter this morning? I said I was in a silly, goofy mood. A silly, goofy mood. How are you feeling about the Delta variant? Not good. So I guess just yesterday they announced that every we're going to have to start wearing masks inside again, which, you know, I trusted the science and I took the mask off. And I'm going to trust the science and put it back on. Um, but when I did see the spike that they're talking about in comparison, like, it's not a spike. They keep calling it a spike. And it's just the numbers are slowly rising again. But right, but like, 90, what was it? Something like 99.8% of all the people in the hospital with COVID right now were are not vaccinated. Correct. So it's not really, like, I understand it's upsetting because I was getting my life. I'm about to start, like, well, I've been performing again. But, like, this weekend I have two shows. Next weekend I have two shows. And now I'm going to have to be masked for all of it because some people couldn't go get a fucking vaccine. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a tricky thing because I just don't understand the mindset when everyone was getting vaccinated that this huge uh, portion of people just decided not to. They Uh, thought that it would cause herd immunity. What they were not expecting was Little Miss Delta variant to come in to welcome to the stage, Delta variant, and she said, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> oh my God. But that it's so so yeah, so it, it is interesting. Like, do you feel personally again, we are not news. This is not science. We're just talking as friends. Do you feel personally is real. do you feel personally like it would be like are you gonna feel comfortable being in spaces without a mask on? Because of your double dose of whatever vaccine you got? I mean, I was. I was comfortable. Yeah. Now I am not comfortable. Again, but, now I am not comfortable. But nothing has changed since you were comfortable. As far as you... and You're saying there's more Delta variant on the world. I'm saying it's the numbers are going up again. So right. now I am uncomfortable. Had more people gotten the COVID vaccine, I feel like the numbers would stay low. People's reaction to actually getting COVID would be less severe, and it would right. be harder to spread. So in a sense, I was comfortable. I didn't know the numbers of people getting vaccinated. I thought... Once fucking every city in America started giving away fucking six flags tickets to go get it, million dollars to go get your COVID vaccine, I thought enough dumb white people, no offense, would have gone and gotten it done. Like, I thought that they would have taken the incentives, but apparently it didn't work. Because, I I don't know. I mean, so many people have gotten vaccinated and nothing has happened to any of us. If something happens to me down the road, I'm sure we'll figure out, I don't know. It's just really annoying. I just wanted my life back. Because, again, unlike a lot of people, I followed the rules so strictly that I did not travel. I did not see my family for over a year and a half. I did not do anything for over a year and a half. I was in the hole money-wise for over a year and a half. So for me to be able to start living my life again, not normal, but start to live again with a mask on and going and doing things safely, it's be- it feels like it's being taken away from me. Yeah, because of LA, fucking Gia guns of the world in LA County. Um, from July 11th, the cases basically were at like 1,100, and then every day they went up. You know, another hundred. It looks like, and now 
as of Friday, I mean, this, this is a Tuesday episode, but as of Friday, there are almost, you know, 1,900. So now, 1,900 new cases. Yes, um, Mama, give me that 1,900. F- 450 people in the hospital. That's not good. Do you remember, you know, in December when you of look 2020, at the other spike, yeah. there was 51,000 or there were 51,000 cases of COVID in LA County. Now there are just shy of 2,000. So like number-wise, we're doing all right, but so I But the, it, the fact that the numbers are going up is not a good sign. Right. You know, the fact that it's going up again, this is all preventative and I know that and I will wear a mask and I will limit my going out and doing stuff. Like I was going to go out and do stuff for my birthday tonight. I was and now I've literally canceled all of it. Oh. Because I was like, well, I don't want to go out. I don't want to be part of the fucking problem. Going to bars, right. no masks. And I because- feel bad for all of the businesses that are, were like, waited, waited, waited. And then they were like, girl, let's fly our doors open. Let's do it. The state says yeah. it's okay. Are these well, big okay, so venues? Thing, Is precinct going to be open? And then everyone just has to wear a mask? Everyone's wearing a mask. And then they have what, all these how do you, what do you and drink? Just put a straw under your a mask? a straw under your mask or you take it off to drink? Like, it, it's dumb. It's definitely dumb. I think I read the thing that was like, uh, it's that thing again where it's like, if as long as you're sitting down, COVID can't get you. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, as long as you're drinking a drink, COVID won't kill you. I, I think it's more that they're just trying to be like, we have to do this again. We let you guys not wear it and it's spreading because you guys were irresponsible. Right. I, I don't know. Well, here we are. Talking back, about COVID again. Back at it. I'm getting on an airplane. She's leaving on a jet plane. Where are you going? I'll be I'm in New York right now. That's weird because New York looks a lot like your apartment. No, when this episode comes out, I'll be in New York. Are you in a silly? What are you? Oh, well, good fucking luck in New York. What? I'm going to see some friends upstate. But, okay, so there's this, like, real quick, Akbar, you know how they had their back open and it was like alfresca and you could order drinks and stuff and sit outside? They closed all of that down because they were like, oh, we're finally able to not wear masks anymore. And it's, it's done. So now it's like, what are they going to do? Just close the inside of the bar again? Like, I feel like we're going to be like Australia and we're going to go back onto a full lockdown. Oh, are they in a full lockdown right now? I think Melbourne or one of the one of the bigger cities has gone full lockdown again. How fun. You know, what fun. I wish I was dead. I wish I would have caught it and died. You know, this has been a fun episode. That now let's get on to our... Now let's get on to our special guest. We have an interview, uh, and I'm really excited to talk about it with Daniel, our guest. We'll be right back. better is easy with factors delicious ready to eat meals every fresh never frozen meal is chef crafted dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week including calorie smart protein plus and keto also there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long when my fridge is stocked with factor meals i'm like Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, 
It is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay, welcome back. So um, we have an exciting thing that we are doing today, which um, I think may be a first time. We we received a phone call uh, a few weeks ago, and um, both Meatball and I were like very intrigued by this call and wanted to have a conversation more. So we off air sort of talked about maybe, or maybe we, didn't we say it on? Air? I think we said, I think it, we on said air. it on air. Yeah. So we were like, oh, we should get that caller to, you know, come on the show and have uh, further conversation. So um, we are very excited to welcome Daniel onto the show with us. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Daniel. Hello. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. So you are <laughs> Canadian. Is this correct? Yeah. So I live in Ontario, not far from Toronto, which is the New York City of Canada. That's true. That's but true. That's you true. Pronounce, you just pronounced the T in Toronto. Yeah, Toronto, not Toronto. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's the big? Aren't there? Are there lots of um, universities or colleges in Toronto? Uh, well, there's U of T, which is the really big one, and mm. Ryerson and OCAD, which is the arts college. Mm. Um, I'm sure there's more that I'm forgetting that somebody's going to be mad at me for forgetting. No one. We have very actually lovely, compassionate uh, yeah, listeners we, who we've, never get mad or never uh, pop off sis about anything. Yeah, absolutely. The best listener <laughs> fan base ever. <laughs> so excited for them. So um, we want to play your original voicemail to refresh our listeners um, of your call. And then I want you to say what you said okay because <laughs> that was great too okay here we go 
Hi, Pick Dipper and Meatball. I'm calling from Canada. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, all that nonsense. Anyway, I am calling as a guy with a pussy um, here to represent our plight. Bob and Monet talked a little bit about this, about how a lot of gay guys feel like uncomfortable, that virgin sensation when they want to get with a trans guy and they don't know how to act. And to be honest, like on the other side of that, that really sucks. Um, especially when it's like either innocent curiosity or fetishization that we're getting. Like, I don't want to be your little pussy boy all the time. Obviously, sometimes that's fine. But <laughs> right now I'm dealing with an issue of like not knowing how to handle these things. Meatball, I really appreciate it. During the Big Dipper dating show promo, you were saying that you are not nice. I am not nice either. But uh, my therapist has suggested to me that perhaps I'm being a little too not nice when it comes to these guys. Um, But I don't, I get frustrated because it's like they never have condoms. They don't care. They flat out don't care if I come or not. They only want me to make them come. And then it's like, okay, we'll take you home. So at this point, I'm just like, how do I interact with the gay men without wanting to hit them? Um, any advice is welcome and appreciated. <laughs> Thanks so much. Love you guys. Okay, amazing okay, that call. That was such a great call. And after you called us, what did you think to yourself? So when I hung up after leaving that voicemail, which was not scripted, by the way, I could oh, hear it, how nervous I was. It felt organic. Yeah, yeah I felt <laughs> it. Um, but after I hung up, I thought to myself, oh, that was really charismatic. I think they're going to answer this call. And then I had the further thought of, wouldn't it be wild if they invited me on the show? And it's like, you don't do that. As Big Dipper, you said this might be the first time. Yeah, but it is, still, absolutely. I had the thought of like, I think they might do that. Well, wow. and here we well, are. You, so not only what do they you call are that a, manifesting? Yes. You made it happen. <laughs> You're you a very a powerful one. Now. So, yeah, go ahead, Meeple. Well, I was just going to say, I'm just trying to remember, I think our advice was to be, like, just to, like, put it out in the open, like, in those grinder profiles. Like, to say, like, I am trans, I am not interested in educating you, I I would like to come as well, like, this is not just about you, and I don't care about your virgin experience. Was that? <laughs> right? I love that you called it that, too, because I was like, oh, I'm sure for a lot of them it is a virgin experience. And I've never thought of it that way, but it's like their first time. Yeah. So you actually gave really decent advice. For decent. Very difficult That's situation. decent. That's a good one. It wasn't okay. good. It was, it was not good. Great. It, it was decent because it is like a really good example of a double-edged sword where it's like, yeah, I can communicate as much as I want. Um, it's not always effective. <laughs> right it's not well, always yeah. effective um because i think i don't know i guess it's just sort of a little bit advanced for most people like i have to dumb down the language that i use even like i have a grinder profile i've changed it up a little bit um but i used to use the language of like ftm which mm-hmm. if you're looking for porn that's what you need to use yeah but, right. uh in my experience, like fewer and fewer people use that language, but we have to, to like make ourselves legible to other people. Wow. Yeah. Like if I don't identify that way, people get really confused about um, what I am. 
viewers or listeners can't see this. I have long hair. I'm very beautiful. So I tend to confuse people a little bit when I tell them that, no, I only use he, him pronouns. No, I don't need your card for electrolysis. This is actually on purpose. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this brings up, I've been dealing with this a lot. Um, Actually, uh, Delta Work once on an interview that we had said this and it just really resonated with me and i find that it resonates literally in every situation and i don't know that she originated it but you know it's a mantra that she lives by which is like you cannot expect yourself from other people and so sometimes that's a good thing sometimes that's a bad thing right like and it also it always puts the burden on us like it puts the burden on us as people to go we have to step up and do this extra work in order to curate the experience that we like now what's fucked up about that is that like (laughs) you're in a position where you're like i'm already fighting uphill here yeah now i have to do this extra work to do the education so what i guess my question is like when you're talking to guys what when do you get the clue that they're they're more towards the fetish path than they are oh, just yeah. sort of interested in you? Um, there are like several red flags that I've noticed over the years. I feel like I have some of them written down, but some of them are right top of mind. Like this might get me in trouble, but if a guy tells me that he's bi mm-hmm. right up front, uh, like I'm bi. That to me is a red flag because when I ask, like, why is that relevant? Why are you telling me that right away? Right. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, I like women too. And I'm like, okay, but I'm not a woman. Yeah. So why are you telling me this? And they'll be like, oh, well, I like, I like pussy too. And it's like, okay, well, you, you could have said uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's always the explanation of like, I'm, I'm into men and women. So I like you. Right. And I, I, it Damn. just confuses me. And at that point, it's like, okay, well, you obviously don't have any trans friends in your life to tell you what is and isn't okay to say. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want to continue talking to you at all. Um, another one is anybody that's looking specifically for young or smooth because trans masculine people are so often infantilized for looking the way that we do like bigger cheeks uh with softer jaw lines uh oh. <laughs> so Wait, meatball and i are both like jaw agape yeah, like, yeah literally, just looking I at me i know i've never heard that or thought about that, that yeah. that's so why i'm so excited that you actually asked me to come on the show because this is stuff that I've been thinking about for so long and never really seen talked about outside of maybe like FTM subreddits. You know? So the yeah. idea of someone sort of really wanting to play on that like young boy type mm-hmm. is like skewing more towards like going after transmasculine people. Mm-hmm. And some, some people are into that and power to them. However, sure. I think that there's something seriously fucked up about older gay men who are going after young trans mask people like I'm talking 18 year olds 19 year olds like 
freshly coming into themselves, having to learn oh, yeah. a whole new identity on top of like whatever was previous for them. Um, and maybe they don't have an established sense of self yet or like fair self-esteem. Yeah. And so these guys come in and the validation that comes from having sex with a gay man and when you are yourself a gay man, but the world doesn't necessarily see you that way. Uh-huh. The the validation is very important yes. in a way, but it simultaneously can be really harmful. Um, yeah. Wow. No, I think totally. I, I mean, I think uh, a lot of, I think a lot of sex between gay men, uh, regardless of their gender identity, can be both validating and very harmful. So oh, I absolutely. Think that's a universal theme, but it is so much more poignant to, to sort of see it that way. So part of your call was that um, you feel like they, they just use you to come and then they like send you off or they're like, I'm done. I mean, what is that experience like and how do you handle that in the moment? It's kind of, it's tough because I am, like, speaking bluntly, I am afraid of men. I'm a smaller person. I'm not as strong as a lot of the guys that I'm going out with. So, like, if they come first, which usually happens, they will often make the excuse of like, oh, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with a vagina. So like, I'm not, it's like, I'm not even going to try. And I'm like, okay, well, shit, I could have maybe told you something. Yeah. But then, yeah. like I said before, it doesn't always even work. Like me telling them what to do. They're just, and that's, I guess, not entirely their fault. An experience is an experience. Um, but it's the lack of like, even caring whether yeah. or not I enjoyed myself. Well, also, uh, you were talking yeah. about the porn uh, idea of like send them a video oh, yeah. where uh-huh. it, the trans guy's getting all the attention. That might work if those videos existed. Yeah, I was about to say, does that <laughs> wow. happen? Um, I, I we had a it's I mean it's behind a paywall, so it's hard to send someone. But remember when we had the tantric uh, sex daddy, Daddy Will? Yes, he has some like really amazing. Um, uh, videos up where he's just fucking I mean like marathon running like just just constant like eating the vagina like non-stop yeah. and I'm like That's whoa I was like that guy is really moaning for the for the ceiling there in that video and I was like he's giving all of his attention but yes no of course like, I'm, that, yeah cause now, the, now it's registering on me like the people that I've seen in the in the porns where they're fucking a trans man it's literally like the trans man is a toy it's like yeah. being used and mm-hmm. then they don't even get to come and it, mm-hmm. they get cummed on and then the video's over. I think that speaks more generally to like the academic word would be phallocentric. Sure. Uh, oh, colloquially, yeah. well, because the world I, is dick obsessed. Right. And I wanted to say it's almost like this. Okay. This is like, cause this is again, like uh, it, there's a lot of terminology and there's a lot of like, you know, like, treading on you're like i don't want to say anything but it's almost like it's almost like the fabric of misogyny in our world is so massive that even when someone is identifying as a man that it still seeps in into that world even to the point of like you were talking about condom use it's like 
there there is a different risk factor that isn't I only related <laughs> to STI infection. I didn't even think exactly. of that. And and the person is going like, oh well, I'm 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 affirming your gender so hard, I don't want to fuck you with a condom. It's like, well, no, because you're not paying attention to me, like my actual body. We need this other protection here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So have you had any hookups post um, that phone call or, like, our terrible advice? Well, what's a dream hookup? That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, tell us, like, an ideal hookup for mm. you. Or something that has happened. I want to hear a real-world oh. experience. <laughs> well, um, I might go a different direction, and I'll circle back around. Okay, okay. go on. Um, you go, you go. Show her, on, on the note of being dick obsessed i want to tell this story so that other people can hear it maybe not fuck up the same way i fucked up okay so oh. a lot of people when they become disillusioned with fucking cis men because it isn't usually good yes <laughs> they'll go like t for t right oh trans yeah trans and i was in a relationship with another trans person and i cheated on that person because I was too focused on dick as opposed to the actual person that I was with who I loved so much and still care about so deeply and I really regret the choices that I made that hurt him um and I've come so far since that I think I've really grown as a person um but I I regret also that it took him hurting for me to get here Right. So that's why I wanted to share that story of like, you need to examine why you're so dick obsessed. Like I'm speaking to other people out there. No, if you no, are a person yeah. that's like, I'm just not attracted to vagina. You need to think about that seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and also, also I was having this conversation with, um, Boomer Banks, who I know listens to the show, we were talking on the phone earlier this week, and um, we were talking about racism and like ingrained racism, and we were both sort of exploring being younger and having those ingrained things in our head where it's like, oh, I uh, truly like I only I only looked at white people as being attractive until like my like mid twenties, and then I was like. Why, why do I only think that way? Like that, that never really, I never really broke that door down as a teenager because I was so like that sort of systemic racism was so ingrained. But it was also because all of, I mean, for me and my experience, all the porn that was accessible and available was shit like Sean Cody, Corbin, whatever. I can't remember all the names, but it was just always multipass. Yes, mama. It was always (laughs) just like white dudes. And so that's what I like grew accustomed to. And then I don't know. It's just like, it's just all terrible. The moment you open it up, you're like, oh, I'm literally attracted to every type of person. Yeah. (laughs) And And also, I I feel like like porn with um, trans people in it hasn't been. Uh, widely available in in my circle or like what I've been viewing until recently and now I watch it but it's like it it never came up it wasn't a thing this is very interesting to me because porn has focused on trans women for a long time dick obsessed so much to the point (laughs) where you can tell when someone's knowledge of transness comes exclusively from porn Right. Because they don't know I exist. Like so many people don't think that people transition 
like I, it's hard to choose language. The with, language is uh, very difficult. Caution. Yeah, but, sure, but you know what show you're on, so you can say whatever. Yeah, we're basically a, lack of a better podcast. way of putting it. <laughs> yes. FTM. Yes. Like yeah. they are very focused on that male to female, quote unquote, yeah. transition. Um, and yeah, so. <laughs> well, no, know. it goes. It all goes back to your your. It all goes back to your point about being dick obsessed. I remember when I first learned about trans masculine uh, people, and people were talking about trans men having surgery. I was like, I don't understand. Like, I literally it just didn't register because my brain had only th- understood and been exposed to one direction, one direction mm-hmm. of transition, and mm-hmm. it, one it, direction, yes, one direction <laughs> yeah, to Harry Styles. Um, and, and I just, I, I think all of these points you're bringing up are so, so on the money and, and, and I, I, I even think about, I even think about sometimes, you know, feeling like, oh, I want to go to a sex party and suck as many dicks as possible. It's like, why? Like, why <laughs> is it just like one good one and then a cuddle good enough? Like we are, there is so much like dick obsession. That's another thing is I would really love to go to like a bathhouse never i will never do that there's really? just no there's just no way i would ever be comfortable have you ever been to like not a bathhouse establishment but a sex party that was specifically like inclusive like no. in its <laughs> name and title so i mean in the province where i'm at and i feel like canada in general uh queer spaces have been disappearing really quickly like and if you're not in Toronto, you're pretty much out of luck. Like all the inclusivity, <laughs> if you will, is concentrated there. So if you're outside the GTA or the greater Toronto area, then there's just, it feels very isolating a lot of the time, which is an added issue. <laughs> right. Wow. So, okay. So let's circle back to. Oh, idealness idealness or a positive experience in your life that was just if a hookup is there one <laughs> just a hookup um there have been decent ones i would i would not say that i've had any excellent hookups with cis guys before uh when i like sexed with trans people that's the only time that I'm like, this is excellent because <laughs> yeah. they kind of just, I don't know. Like if I'm, if I'm um, texting another trans mask person, we kind of have the same understanding of language and we very quickly will exchange like comments about ourselves. Like I'll say, Oh, like my cock, like I'll refer to that right. way. And yeah. then I'll, I, I might also say my pussy. And then they know that they can use those words to talk about me. Right. And it's not as awkward as like somebody being like, so like, what, how should I, um, what words should I, uh, maybe <laughs> could you explain like that style, you know? And I'm, I want to be like clear uh, to guys listening. It's okay to be nervous. It's totally okay right. to be nervous, but mm-hmm. we're just people and we're not going to bite your head off. Unless you're being a dickhead, and then I will. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, speaking of being a dickhead, 
Should we listen to this voicemail? Oh, God. Okay. Bring it on. Yeah. Okay. So, well, let's do this. Let's take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to play this voicemail. Yeah, we'll be right back. Okay, we are back, and after we played your voicemail on the show, we received a call from a person. Do you think this person has called before, Meatball? Yes. Oh, this is mean? this person who calls yeah, all the time? Yeah, this is 512. Oh, this <laughs> is the person. Okay, they so now we know the area code. Constantly. Okay, so, and, and you know, let's play, the, we'll play this voicemail. It's Here. well-intentioned. Just don't get mad, like, right out the gate. Okay. <laughs> or do. That no people, you're No, I was talking to the advice. audience. I was oh, talking to the audience. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel, you, you do what you, you need to do. Okay, here we go. Hey, Big Dipper and Meatball. Um, it's your not-so-favorite multi-time caller, the guy from the 512. And I just listened to the episode where you guys were building a call from uh, a trans uh, male individual. And... I really want to talk about this because, and I want more people to talk about this because the conversation went straight to their voice, uh, sorry, to their profile and how they listed themselves in their profiles or so forth. Do people not meet in person at all anymore? That's what I want to know because I have had this experience where I have cruised up on somebody because they were five foot four with a fat ass and I'm willing to do whatever. But we're gonna to have to talk about you having a vagina. I'm I'm not I'm not sure why I'm expected to just know that that is what is being presented to me once the clothes are off. And then how to deal with that. I am a gold star fag and not for any particular reason. <laughs> oh, no. You People fast with out. vaginas have never been oh, no, Daniel's to God. me. Wait, but wait, wait, wait. We, I know we, have, that we have to hear because this, this is where the bullet points star come fag in. And not for any particular reason. People with vaginas have never been attracted to me. But trans men tend to have fat asses and have their accoutrement because they tend to work on their bodies a lot to to fulfill their images. And that tends to be the case. I just don't feel like we talked about this enough. It needs to be talked about. I'm sorry, yes. This trans person needs to develop a communication style to deal with this because they're going to limit their options. We need to talk. Okay. Okay. I have a response. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've been right. taking notes. <laughs> Good. Oh, so perfect. I, I do want to thank this person for calling. I'm not mad. <laughs> yeah. They, they had a very good point about needing to develop your communication style. Um, I think that is necessary. And I, you both commented on how it's kind of unfair that we have to do that. Like mm-hmm. the extra work. Um, but it makes things easier. Yeah. It really yeah, does. I- and I, I do know how to talk about it. I do. And to the point about apps, it's just easier to have that conversation digitally 
rather than, okay, we're going to go out. And then while we're on the date, I have to tell you (laughs) at some point that I have a vagina. How like, okay, sure. You want me to say that face to face, but then I, I don't know what's going to happen after that point. And now I'm in a room with you. Um, and if we meet in public, like I, I try to meet people in public places because of this reason. Right. Like if I'm alone with you and I tell you I'm trans, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and cis guys have to acknowledge that sometimes they do have that physical strength advantage and that's mm. powerful and it's scary. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and to the point of cruising, this is very interesting because I've never actually been clubbing ever when when I was younger and very early on in my transition I was told a story by another trans guy that um, kind of freaked me out about how someone at a club had come up to him and felt him up uh, like Mm -hmm. chest and between the legs to see what was there and what was it oh my gosh yeah so Dipper I know you've talked about how it's kind of normal between cis gay guys to just like come up, slap the ass. But um, even then I feel like that's more between people, you know, <laughs> I agree. I don't yeah. like, I don't like that it happens. Um, I was somewhere, and, you know, uh, just to interject, I was somewhere recently and I was leaving and a person came up to me who was working at the venue. I was like, he came up and was like, okay, bye. And tried to give me a hug. And I like leaned back. I was like, we hadn't talked all night. I didn't. And it, for whatever reason, he wanted to come hug me. And I was like, he was like, oh, no hugs. And I was like, yeah, why would I hug you? Yeah. What are you talking about? You took this moment to get a hug. That's, that's not. That's the exact want. same thing as being felt up in a club to Fuck see if you're off. <laughs> I'm just saying I agree with Daniel that it's more between. It should be more between if you know one another you can do like, like let's face it touches. you know you know if you have a relationship like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know when you don't um do we want to talk about the gold star thing yes i yes, want to talk I mean, about it what the, what the fuck? fuck oh this is the bane of my existence hold, so, um, hold, how second. fucked up is it don't they also say isn't there this term, which is insane to me, that people refer to platinum. They, platinum being that they were born via C-section, so they've never even touched a vagina, which is absolutely <laughs> so fucked up. People hate vaginas so much. What the, is they, that? They well, give themselves an award for it. I don't know. I If I were that guy, I'd stop saying that out loud. Me too. Yeah. Five two, take our advice. Don't say ghost <laughs> gay anymore. If you genuinely want to sleep with trans guys, you want to hang out with us, get close to us, you should remove that term from your vocabulary immediately. Also, that comment of people with vaginas have never been attracted to me. You don't know that. That's, you don't, if you yeah. say attracted or attractive. He, he said attracted. I oh, thought yeah, it was you don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you don't know that to be true. Uh, there was a lot of, like, just full-on blanket statements about, like, I also don't think let's all meet in person instead of on the apps. That's such a, like, I would love, to, I would love to live in a world where I could yeah. just meet somebody in person. But I we also know. live in a world where, like, trans people are being attacked almost daily. 
Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't make sense. And your safety is probably more important. Well, is more important. <laughs> you said probably. What's the fuck probably. <laughs> more yeah, important I mean, than probably, a dick. I don't know. Mine definitely is. <laughs> Me that. going I out at 3 a.m. to hook up with someone in their car. Probably right. more important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it was hard because it felt like he was trying, the caller was trying to make a point. But also it was just sort of like a list of like, why don't we meet in person? What am I supposed to do if I meet someone and I don't know what they've got going on? Everyone always talks about what you've got going on in your pants. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, what do you got to, going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, do you have a great dick or do you have an ugly dick? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's not, we're not putting that in our grinder profile. Have you profiles, washed your genitals so. today, sir? Exactly. <laughs> so I you think don't you doing the extra that. step of even putting FTM, I know you hate it, in the in your grinder profile or any profile file is a huge step forward and like letting people know what what's coming you know what i mean so his request to know what's in between your legs in person the first time you meet is absolutely insane to me so let's let's because we we never quite got there and i just want to end with some like not to burden you with education and uh, communication, but here we are on a platform. So what are things that people can do? And if you could describe an ideal hookup scenario so that um, uh, our listeners who are out there um, hitting on and fucking guys with vaginas can uh, execute these things and sort of, you know, make good sex happen as much as possible out in the world. Yeah, for sure. I definitely have some tips. Also, I love um, the term pussy boy. I don't think I had ever heard it until your phone call. Oh, yeah. Um, A real life pussy boy. boy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That being said, if anybody ever uses the word pussy for me, I'll personally end your life. Wow. (laughs) Okay. I I hate it, which is why my first tip (laughs) is to, yeah, even if you don't want to, it, the sex is going to be better if you do that communication right up front mm-hmm. and talk about um, what you, how you would like to be referred to. Uh, like, I'll speak in medical terms. Like, when you take testosterone and you have a vagina, the clit grows. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially, for a lot of people, that's their cock. It's, right. Yeah, Right. Um, and some people will use the word pussy. Some people don't. Some people don't even like to have vaginal sex. So it's it really important to talk about what you want to do and how you want to do it. Um, well, I just wanted to interject. Yeah, because I know people who want to be having anal sex, mm-hmm. but having their um, vagina played with or interacted with, but not uh, penetrated, but having mm-hmm. anal sex is like, you have to be clear about all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so another thing is that I think people still don't acknowledge that, like, actual penetration isn't the best part of sex for a lot of people with vaginas. But that seems to be what most guys are expecting from me. I don't know if it's just because it's, like, routine uh, for vagina interaction. (laughs) But here are some tips. Um, Don't take my pants off right away. If... Uh, I got three words, and that's over the pants. Oh, over the pants. So, a a clit is like, basically, imagine if the sensitivity in the head of your dick was the same for the whole dick. Right. Okay. Does that make sense? That's a lot. (laughs) 
that's what it feels like to touch a clit, right? And if you just go in there with like a dish scrubber motion, <laughs> it's gonna oh, hurt. No. That hurts. And don't fucking just go right in with the fingers blasting me. That doesn't feel good. You really have to take your time with foreplay. Make sure that that person is turned on. Right. And a, a nice way of doing that can be to like slide your hand over their thigh, uh, uh, between their legs. And then you can ask, like, can I take your pants off or something to that effect? <laughs> yeah. That's a good rule for everybody. I I'm feel like, like, keep, keep talking. Keep talking. Then we got a yeah. boner. <laughs> it's basically like just like yeah, just make sure that person is actually into you and feeling it. I don't think that's too much to ask of anyone. <laughs> you is, would do the same if your partner had a dick, right? Like yeah. you would just be more comfortable because you know how a dick reacts. Are right. there assuming yeah. you have one? <laughs> Are there certain things that you don't want to be asked? on like an app like specifically Mm. just like don't do that don't say that for me personally i don't like it when guys approach sexually right up front i know that's like it's an app it's grinder people are gonna do that um but i i just like a little bit of connection beforehand like i have plenty of other stuff in my bio about art and music and why don't you ask me about those things first right yeah um so i think that for those guys that maybe are a little bit guarded, that's a good way of introducing yourself. Like not starting sexually right away. And what do you mean waiting. like having a conversation and finding yeah. commonalities <laughs> between two people before you imagine uh, that? How crazy! <laughs> so um, I know that's like a pretty basic tip, <laughs> but it's I mean, people tip, need though. to fucking hear it still. And then, and then I guess finally, it's like. So I'm sure there's someone who is listening who is, you know, in their head going, well, um, you know, I I see people online or listening to, you know, Daniel talk or whatever. It's like, I I am interested in having this experience. You know, we talk about sexual experiences all the time. So it's like a a lot, you know, we talk about fisting on the show. A lot more people out in the world are fisting. And there are people who, you know, are like, I want to try that. And so I think it's a totally valid idea to be like, I want to have sex with a guy with a vagina. I want to, you know, all of these things. But what is the way of doing that and having that experience that isn't because to me, it's the same thing. It's like I want to have sex with, uh, you know, like I want to suck a huge dick. I want to suck a small dick. I want to, you know, I want to throw into small dicks right now. Try the buffet. You know what I mean? And so I and I think there's a respectful way of not it not being a fetish but it is being open to an experience yeah um but also like if if you if it's your first time with a guy with a vagina like you need to bone up and do work and figure out you know it will be your first time so what what are what's the advice there um i mean you could try to prepare a little bit beforehand you know yeah do your homework (laughs) There are plenty of anatomical drawings, but that's going to help you find the G-spot. The G-spot secret, little known secret, dun, is dun, just dun. The, the inside part of the clit. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need everybody to pull up Google and look up an anatomical drawing. Um, uh, 
sorry, quickly returning to the point of like what not to ask. Oh yeah. You really can't like, don't straight up ask somebody. So do you have tits? Oof. Do you have a pussy or a cock? Like those aren't Oof. polite questions to ask anyone. Right. You know? And, um, I would say that if, if that is something that you need to know beforehand, a more polite way of asking about it is like, if you get to the point where things are sexual and you're talking about, well, what would you want me to do to you? And what should I, what should I call you? What, what should, what word should I use? Mm. Um, those are just like straight up questions that that person can answer fairly quickly. And then you move on with the interaction. Right. Yeah. Right. Is that helpful? <laughs> I think that's Very extremely helpful. helpful. I think we, we got to uh, the bottom of a lot of stuff. I feel like uh, we're going to get a lot more questions and comments, so we might need to have a second go of this. <laughs> but this was great. We really appreciate you coming yeah, on the show. Thank you so much for coming on, Daniel. I very much appreciate you having me. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. And uh, I, I hope you have uh, very positive sexual interactions moving forward. Much appreciated. Right back at you. Uh, <laughs> All right. Have all right. a great Goodbye. day. Okay. Bye. Wow. Oh, wow. That was amazing. That was really nice. I um, feel like I learned a lot. Likewise. And I also, I, I, you know what I will say? The thing that I took the most from that is, um, like look up an anatomical drawing like look at some porn if you can find it like like because in my mind I was always, I'm always like oh I'll just figure it out yeah and a couple of my experiences that I've had in the past people have been very um ex- what's the expository no explaining uh, instructive so the instructions, you know, I, I was I was a good little boy and I followed my instructions and I did what I was told. But, you know, yeah. taking just like anything, take a little time to all, do some research and be proactive yeah. in your experience. And again, like, I don't know if, if it's just me, but like when I'm about to hook up with somebody or when it, I, we always would like discuss What's what was going to, go to happen. And so there would be no surprises. There would be no like. Why don't we try this? And I'd be like, well, that's not really what we talked about. And I'm not into that. So right. let's just stick to the plan. So let's I think it's. <laughs> you don't like to schedule sex, but you do want to stick to the plan. I want to stick to the plan of the sex that is going to happen that should feel um, very spontaneous. Well, why don't you take us on out here, Meatball? All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod. I hope you enjoyed. You can phone call us at the number of the 213 we're still looking for a squirt professional, someone who knows a lot about squirt. So please email us at sloppysecondpod at gmail.com. Squirt or you can McGurt. follow us on Instagram at sloppy second sloppy sloppy pod or at Big Dipper Jelly or Spiciest Meatball. And then you can find me on Twitter at Fat Drag Meatball. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode, which come out every Tuesday and Friday. We're gonna do some gay science on Friday. Very exciting stuff. Uh bye. Gay science. Doodle doo doo forever dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. 
Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. 